maybe it become uh, maybe it comes from playing board games or RPGs or or maybe it's coming out of my software development background. But I often think of the world in terms of or or sort of in terms of a game. And it's it's a useful perspective sometimes to kind of imagine it that way because then it can move things that are uncomfortable or difficult out of a sort of um, a personal emotional spectrum and into a place where you're thinking about how the rules work and what the moves are and so forth and trying to evaluate them a little dispassionately so that you can, you can strategize. It doesn't work usually that explicitly. And oftentimes it's as much in retrospect that I sort of realized I'd been doing it than anything else. In particular, tonight I'm thinking about the whole introvert-extrovert thing. I am an introvert. There's many elements which are pretty obviously leaning in that direction. From the fact that I I don't really seek out um, social situations very often. I don't dislike them, but I don't seek them out as a way to regain energy. At least, I haven't very much. Again, not that I dislike them. And in the proper scenario, a social situation is exactly what I need. And I think that I'm under-socialized as it is. Uh, I have a lot of friends, but I rarely spend a lot of regular time with many of my friends. And almost always that regular time is really event-based. We've got something we're going to do, whether it be a game or go to a movie or whatever. And so there's a sort of purpose external from just hanging out. Um, I don't feel comfortable just hanging out most of the time. Um, And ironically, I think I'm less comfortable with the people I know most. Um, I've said it before, there's a sort of freedom that comes from anonymity. Where if, for example, I'm at a convention, a big convention, and people don't know me, I feel more comfortable just being whoever I'm going to be in that moment than, um, than I would if I'm among friends. I think there's a certain projection I believe that I've given to the people who are already my friends. And I don't want to violate that projection. I don't want to lessen myself in their eyes. I know this is illogical most of the time. And I think role-playing games also offer me an opportunity to, to step outside that comfort zone and be someone different who might be more in line with who I am um, in that moment with other people. But back to the idea that there are rules and moves and things you can do. Strategies. Tonight was uh, the annual Christmas party for the radio station. We haven't really been able to do this very well for a while. I'm pleased to say that it went very, very well this evening. 
It starts, of course, with the hard work that others have done in enticing people and informing them and setting the stage. I think that's extraordinarily important, and thankfully others were doing that. It isn't something that I'm very good at doing. And then everybody's in a room, and that's when there seemed to be some sort of dynamic missing. There was an element of uncertainty. None of us knew the rules of this group because we are not a group that has hung out together very much, really at all, because the way that the radio typically works is people are recording their individual shows or they're doing their individual shows live and not interacting with anyone else. It's a problem. It's one of the things that I want to fix, want to solve. And tonight was a really great uh, opportunity to do that. But as I said, when everyone was gathered together, it felt awkward. People didn't really know each other. And I think it quickly threatened to stay there. And that's not a place that anybody wants to be. You know, no one wants to stick around for an uncomfortable position, including me. And I am one of the people who often will just be quiet and wait in the background and endure the thing, endure the awkwardness, and then leave at the earliest opportunity. But tonight I decided that that wasn't the me that needed to show up. Tonight I decided that I've got a couple of ideas about how the rules should work. And there's a character that I can play here. It's not a character very different from myself. It's based on myself. But it's a more outgoing version of myself. It's a, it's a version that does come out when I'm interviewing people. So I, I've had the privilege of interviewing hundreds of people at this point, literally hundreds of people over the last uh, decade um, for my weekday shows. Um, it slowed off in the last, slowed down in the last year just because I was not doing the show during the summer, so someone else is doing it. Um, and even now, I'm not doing as many interviews as I could be doing or that I, I should be doing, but I also don't have the energy to do those right now. But the person who does those interviews is looking at a good way to welcome the other person into the conversation. An interview is another social situation where you don't know the rules unless you've done it a lot. Some people are incredibly comfortable being interviewed. Most people are not. Most people aren't exactly sure what the point of the whole thing is. They either are diminishing their own value in this conversation, or they are stuck in that uncomfortable loop and uncertain whether it is valuable to be able to move forward. So I've had a lot of practice in trying to tease out from someone that comfort, that place that, they're, that they want to be in, that place where they'll talk to me. And that was the person who showed up tonight. I decided to engage people and also give myself a bit of a mental challenge as well and try to, try to keep the ball rolling. I've, I've described myself as a conversationalist not an interviewer sometimes. I do, I, it is an interview because it's generally me asking others questions. But I'm also willing to give some of myself uh, to keep things going or sacrifice a bit of myself. Now, it's true that I am very, very bad at remembering names. It's not a skill that I've ever been able to hone properly. 
It's not a skill I think about until I realize I don't know someone's name. I have been literally talking to people for an hour or two at a convention, and then the conversation ends, we go our separate ways, and I have no idea who that person was. Now, even if it's not someone that I just randomly met for the first time just now, um, it may be people that I have known for years. I have numerous friends of mine, um, especially convention-style friends, who don't live really close to me. But even even people that I consider myself friendly with, workers at different places that I vent that I uh, that I go, like the bagel shop that I go to and have gone to pretty reliably for the most part in the last decade and a half, um, although not nearly as recent as frequently recently. Uh, but I don't know their names. I don't know any of their names. I recognize them. And sometimes they know my name and I don't know theirs. Now, it's sometimes easier because if I do a, some sort of order, my name might actually literally be on the ticket and I can just read it from there. Um, but but tonight, um, I decided to challenge myself to try to remember everyone's name. Turns out there are about 15 people there, which is a pretty rough memory trick to begin with. And if you're bad at remembering names or associating names of it all, it's quite the challenge. But the the real secret, it wasn't really a secret, I guess I told people, but one of the real reasons I wanted to do that, not only is so that I can try to strengthen my own naming recognition and to try to get to know each individual person a bit better, but it was also a trick so that everybody else knew everybody else's names because I would call them out. And if a new person came in, it was an opportunity for me to remember them all, including the new person. So people got the repetition of people's names multiple times. That was intentional, although in a subconscious way until I realized it and went, this is a fantastic opportunity to do this. I remembered everybody's name. I can still, I think, name everybody off. I can visualize the room, which was is important to me. I can visualize the room and attach to each person in each space is a cloud of information. Not the information that I can visualize somehow, but I can I can kind of have that mental cloud hanging over them. But then after that one task was done of, of getting everybody's names, the conversation started to lull. So doing what I do as an interviewer, I picked a question or two or five that I felt would be something that uh, people would have an answer for, a story for potentially. Um, and then I asked them follow-up questions, which is the same way I do with interviews. I ask a, a leading early question find what interesting things fall out of that question as answers, and then use those answers as new questions. For example, most of the people there were students. So asking about what they studied was a natural step, um, and it worked pretty well. But I'm quite proud of myself. I realized the role that I could play in this situation. I realized that I could do that role as opposed to being the quiet person in the back of the room. Thankfully, I, I was on a, an energy spike because earlier today, I was barely even considering going. I was not feeling well. Sleep was still a bit of a disruption. Still is. It's close to midnight now, but I'm going to be done this pretty much before midnight. Um, and it was my stomach was feeling a little upset. I wasn't sure if I'm going to be in the right mode. But honestly, it was worth it. 
to see people start to engage, see them start to ask questions back and forth, um, to tease out a little bit more information. I like to ask leading questions. So I don't want a yes, no answer. I want a yes, no, and why. Um, and so I often will lead a question. I will ask a question. Sometimes I will deliberately try to make the question as absurd, knowing that they're going to correct me because people love to correct people. And that's one trick to get them to talk more. But also, um, not only do I want to know this thing, but I want to know something about it. Sometimes it's about choosing a superlative. What was your favorite movie? Um, or what is the, the, the one greatest thing you wish you had learned in school or whatever. There's a million of those out there. I only was able to come up with about five of them, but by then the conversation was well underway. Um, now it splintered a bit. There was some side conversations and I, I really wanted to get everybody involved in the conversation as much as possible because that also can be disruptive to have these smaller sub conversations that others aren't part of. Sometimes it also causes people to retreat back to the, the small social groups of people they already know, or they somehow cotton with right away and that therefore don't have to pay any attention to everyone else, but it felt good. It felt good. It was a good party. I made myself the center of, not the center of attention. That is exactly the wrong word. I made myself a spectacle in part to disarm anyone from being uh, concerned in part so that no one else felt, looked sillier, uh, felt that they looked sillier than me. I have my, my uh, candy cane striped um, um, uh, straps, uh, my suspenders. I have my, one of my, uh, this is my uh, Christmas movie watching t-shirts. I have some delightful ornaments, uh, including some that, that flash uh, with, with colored light. Uh, I added those to my beard and thus uh, I hope that helped. But it was fun. And I really look forward to more opportunities to do that. You know, honestly, thinking about it, I was just watching another one of the, the, uh, the Hallmarkian Christmas movies. And one of the criteria I judge, the only thing that can move a movie from four to five as a full point, and that is whether there's a magical element to, to the story. And uh, it, it felt like, uh, shoot, I'm I'm getting tired now, so I'm starting to lose the track of everything. Um, but that that felt like what I was able to contribute to that scene was that that magical coincidence. But it wasn't a coincidence at all. It wasn't. It was intentional. I've been wandering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One, and I really do kind of miss socializing with people. It doesn't come up nearly as much anymore. And and frankly. Most of the time, uh, the things that I might go to, to, to see where other people are, things like a band, it's going to be too loud for me to communicate anything at all, or even too dark for me to see anything. Uh, going to see a play, well, you're not talking to your neighbor because you're there to see a play. Although occasionally I have had chats with people that have been around me if they recognize me, if I've done an interview with them. Um, and there's very few other things where it's a social, uh, collective social activity. And I think that's one of the things we need to, to focus on. Um, this is where I, I like the popularity or the idea of games nights to do this, but not everybody likes games or understands the game is a secondary element or an excuse to be social. But nonetheless, this was nice. And uh, I hope there will be more. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.